everyone and welcome to Wheels in Motion. It's a half-hour show dedicated to the good things happening at Meals on Wheels programs in the United States. I'm your host, Enid Borden, and today I'm broadcasting live from MOA headquarters just outside your friendly nation's capital. I'm in Alexandria, Virginia, the home of MOA, your association. My special guest today calling in is Carla Judson, the Executive Director of Meals on Wheels at Tarrant County in Texas. Carla, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you, Enid. I am just honored to be here. Well, you're not as honored as I am. You and I have been, we go way back, and I'm delighted that you're the, doing our premiere show today. I want well, to... We do. Yeah, go ahead. we do go back a long way. We do, but we don't want to tell anybody that. We're not going to talk no, about age today. No, no, no. We're taping this really close to Thanksgiving, and um, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays, and I, I know it's probably one of your favorite holidays, too. It's, it's something that uh, we as Americans ought to be proud of. And so I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about what you're thankful for. I, I know that you have a lot to be thankful for, but, Carl, let's, let's talk turkey here. What do you have to be thankful for on this Thanksgiving? Well, I, you know, I started trying to think about this, um, and there's so many things. But I guess, number one, I would have to say that, you know, we live in a free country, and one that values all of its citizens. I think you have to start there. Um, certainly that because of the type of clients that the Meals on Wheels Association and our agency takes care of, um, having the nation uh, respect the older person, the frail person, the person that perhaps cannot um, participate as much in society as they once did, is a, a, is a wonderful thing. Absolutely. There's no question about that. And I'm thankful for that. Um, I'm also thankful that, you know, for personal reasons, for family and friends, good health, my church, this community that we're in. I'm in Tarrant County, which is a Fort Worth and Arlington area. Um, there's 41 separate municipalities within Tarrant County. It's about 1.7 million people. Uh, Tarrant County really does value um, its citizens, and I am thankful that they support our particular program to the level that they do. You know, let, let's a good let's a good starting point. Let's talk about this. We know that we're a, in a pretty bad situation in the United States now. There are so many of our programs that are really struggling. In fact, I would say probably all of them are struggling in one way or another. And yet your program has managed to stay above water. Can you tell us how you've done that? Um, well, it's, it's not one thing. Um, I think if I was going to start with how did it, um, what is our general philosophy? and that is that this program belongs to the community and that we need as staff, as board, as volunteers to spread that word that this is the community program and that the community needs to support it in every way, financially, by volunteers, by promoting it. And as an agency, we spend a lot of time and that equals, yes, staff time, as well as volunteer time in promoting our agency, making presentations. It is a rare day that this agency does not have somebody in the community making a presentation, telling people 
about Meals on Wheels. So, so Carla, how, what would you say to some smaller programs that don't really have the advantage, if you will, of being in a city the size of a Fort Worth? What do you say to the small programs? How do they raise awareness in their community that their program is a vital part of that community and it needs their help? I think you have to start at the grassroots level, and certainly our agency did that, and um, I've seen many others do it, where it may be that you're only speaking to a one Kiwanis group. You're talking to one Sunday school class, um, and that you're, you, you can train volunteers to do this as well as staff. Certainly as a staff person, I've done this thousands of times. But you start really at the grassroots level saying, you know, this is your program. This is for you. It is for you and your family as you have needs. But we need you now to help us so that uh, others can be taken care of. We certainly look to the media to help tell our word. And we've been quite successful in getting media to do stories without us having to pay them. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the primary way we do that is to reinvent the story. You know, the story is we're feeding poor, disabled, uh, frail um, people in our community. Not necessarily all elderly, not necessarily all poor, but all in need of help. Mm -hmm. And then how do you repackage that so that it's a new story? And by that I mean if we just called up the media every so often and said, help, help, just come to a story that we need help, they aren't going to do it. So you say you, you have, have to pick to and choose. Yeah, so you pick and choose which story you want that you believe is press worthy, that's, that the media will say, yes, this is something that's significant? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You're sitting there saying, so what, what is so unique about this? And so we look to our clients. Um, everybody has unique clients. What have they done in their lifetime? What do they now do? Um, and, and how can we tell that story so that people will be able to relate to them? One of the first things that uh, certainly MOA taught me a long time ago in fundraising is that people give when they see their own interest reflected. And by that, it means when they can relate to it. Oh, that could be me. That looks like my grandmother. Um, well, of course I've got to help because I loved my grandmother. Absolutely. That sure. type of thing. Instead of it, it's going to happen to somebody else. In other words, make it personal. Make it as though th this could be you. There but for the grace of God. And, mm -hmm. you know, we can have volunteers, staff, and, and one of the things that I think is very important is if as the executive director or whatever uh, the person is title is, if they don't feel comfortable in front of a group, then find people that do feel comfortable. And you can go to your universities. We have used many students uh, to help tell our story. We use a lot of interns here that we do not pay, um, and they do marvelous things for us. That's great. In helping us to tell our story, whether it's written print, it's video, um, it's designing things, it's going out and making presentations. 
standing in front of the TV cameras. Absolutely. You know, Carl, hold that thought. We need to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll be more with Carla Judson from Meals and Wheels in Tarrant County, Texas. And we'll talk some more about what she's thankful for this holiday season. You're listening to Wheels in Motion from the Meals on Wheels Association of America. We'll be right back. Meals on Wheels. You bring nutrition and companionship to America's seniors, but times are tough. To raise money, you need to raise awareness. The MOA Studio Store is your one-stop shop to help promote your Meals on Wheels program. Whether you need a video public service announcement featuring A-list actor Richard Gere. Become a Meals on Wheels volunteer. Or a radio PSA reminding everyone about our forgotten seniors. Your fifth grade teacher is forgotten. It's all available at the MOA Studio Store. Just go to moa.org studio. We'll even customize your media needs to include your program's information in any TV, radio, or poster we offer. You'll even find accessories such as lapel pins, and there are We Are Meals on Wheels license plate frames and car magnets. <laughs> so your drivers are always promoting the Meals on Wheels name that our seniors depend on. The MOA Studio Store also offers top quality photographs of seniors and meal deliveries that you can download instantly. Use them and our videos to update your website or incorporate them into a variety of promotions. America's seniors are depending on you. It means a lot to me to be alive, you know, and able to live by myself and do for myself. You can depend on the MOA Studio Store, your destination for inspiration. How much does food cost your program every year? What about insurance for your employees? And how about delivery vehicles that need replacing? Running a Meals on Wheels program is really expensive. With demand increasing every day, something has to give. How are you going to be able to feed all of the seniors in your community who need help? The answer is MOA's Common Goods, your greatest member benefit. Common Goods has all of the products you need at a fraction of the cost. Common Goods was created exactly for what the name says, for the common good. From chicken to freezers, auto repair to office supplies, Common Goods is your one-stop shopping resource. Employee benefits? Common Goods has it. Coolers? We have that too. If it is something that your program orders, there is a good chance Common Goods can save you money on it. For more information about accessing everything that Common Goods has to offer, please contact Matt Levine or Andrew Owens at the MOA office at 703-548-5558 or email them at commongoods at moa.org. Welcome back. We are talking with Carla Judson, the Executive Director of Meals and Wheels of Tarrant County. Carla, we, we took a break while we were talking about having interns and college students and people like that to go out and really tell you a story. So what do you do? Do you provide them with some talking points and then give them some direction and tell them go out and tell our story? Is that what you do? Well, we, we first of all let them go with us, and we certainly give them talking points, and we observe them. It definitely takes some staff time to work with students or volunteers, I mean, the students are volunteers, it could be your board members, to make sure that they're telling the right story. Uh, we certainly give them the facts and the figures that um, will help them uh, be able to say how many meals do we serve a day and how many people do we serve and that kind of thing. But one of the things that I've certainly learned is that you have different audiences and 
you can get by bringing in these young people, um, they can then interest young people in the program. And what we hear over and over when we have our interns and um, our different departments use interns in the summer, and they come in and always have the wow factor. And, you know, you're looking at some 21-year-old, fresh face, going, gosh, I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this blowing me away. And so you really realize that you are not only are they helping you now, but they are going to be going being advocates for the disabled and the elderly in whatever community they go to. Sure. Carla, tell us just for a little frame of reference here. Tell tell the listeners how many meals a day are you serving? We serve almost four thousand meals a day. Okay. And we will serve about one million meals this year. One million meals a year. Now obviously that, that constitutes an an enormous uh, amount of meals. And so you're one of the, the bigger programs. Yesterday I was on a conversation with lots of uh, MOA members, and they were small programs. And they were saying, you know, th- that small programs are different from big programs. We have different issues. We have different concerns. Do you think that's true? Well, I certainly believe that there are areas which have more resources. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe that sometimes your smaller programs, they are more, and everybody knows them. You know, um, if, if you're dealing with just a few thousand people in a community, they know that at that church is where they do Meals on Wheels or whatever it is, or the senior center. And sometimes you can get to them more because they know who you've served. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you've served their own mother. That's true, um, yeah. Where we're trying sometimes to be able to sell our program to uh, people who have no family in this area and um, you know, even dealing with older people, it's the first time they've ever dealt with older people. I'm amazed at that. So what kind but of advi- that all the time. So what kind of advice would you give the smaller programs? In other words, I guess what they're saying is it's a lot easier for you, A, to raise money in a bigger city, which it probably is, and it's a lot easier for you to get more volunteers because you have a bigger population base from which to work. And so they think maybe erroneously, that it's easier to do the kind of, not easier in context of of difficult versus easy, but it might be a little bit easier in a bigger city to run these kinds of programs. What would you say to that? What advice Um, would you give them? You know, I I was with Meals on Wheels when it was a smaller program, certainly. Um, I've never tried to live in a town of 10,000 and run a Meals on Wheels. That is true. But within Tarrant County here, we have 41 different cities and some of those cities are very small and some of them support us unbelievably well because again they know who you're serving it's the people next door um one of the things that i feel like that we need to definitely do is it takes a lot of energy it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of caring to make this happen and when you realize that you're not just asking for yourself, but that you're asking for those who can't ask for themselves, uh, you know, to me, it gives me more energy. I need to have a lot of people around me that feel the same way. And, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, I mean, it takes thousands. It takes an army here. It's not a half a dozen of us that's able to raise the money and able to get the volunteers. You know, it's hundreds and hundreds. But in a smaller program, you still have tens. You know, if you have ten people that really go out and spread the word. 
I heard one time that somebody has to be asked seven times before they say yes. Right. Well, have we asked everybody in our community seven times? And I would imagine that the answer is no. Um, and whether that's a media, whether that's individual, you know, but you have to realize that you have to keep going back. I would definitely think that in a small community, you could find people that would be willing to help you be volunteers to go out and do the presentations because I understand what it's like to be a one or two or three person uh, staff and you say, gosh, I don't have the time. You, you may not, but you need to find people who can help you do that. And it doesn't always mean a paid staff person. Let me, let me, I think you're exactly right, Carl, and I think those are words of wisdom, and I wish, would wish that so many of our small programs would listen to this. One of the things that we did talk about on that call yesterday was the notion of mentorship and how we can mentor one another, and that maybe is one of the primary roles of the Meals and Wheels Association of America. We always talk about the fact that we are a family and that people who come to conference, they kiss each other, they haven't seen each other in a year, as though you're kissing uh, you know, an, an aunt or an uncle. Right. And that's the beauty of the organization. So what about the role of mentorship in an association like ours? Where do you think we ought to go with that? Well, I think that you need to encourage it on both sides. Uh, certainly, um, we did not wake up one day here and know how to do everything, and we're still learning. We've, we are far from the experts. We still learn every day something new. But I believe that we need, those of us who have been in the business a while, need to certainly be willing to take our time to work with others, um, whether it's a large program or a small program. Because I can tell you, I know of personally a number of large programs that have a lot of problems finding volunteers and financial resources. Um, I, so consequently, I just think that we need to say, how do you do it? And we need to, to share that. Um, and, and programs who are in trouble, and when I say in trouble, you know, they're going, gosh, where do I find my volunteers? Where do I find a few more dollars? You know, to certainly reach out to those of us um, who might be able to help or may give them an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Carla, I have quickly, certainly done that many times, and I've had many people contact me. Carla, quickly, before, before we go to break, I just want to ask you one quick question, and then we'll take a break. And that is, what's your budget? What's the annual budget there in your program? We're $5.7 million. Okay. All right. Pretty big program run by a very terrific executive director. We need to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll be talking some more with Carla Judson from Meals and Wheels in Tarrant County. And we're talking again about what she's thankful for this holiday season. I guess one of the things we just heard she's thankful for is that she's doing a pretty darn good job of fundraising. When you can raise more than $5 million a year, not bad. You're listening to Wheels in Motion from the Meals on Wheels Association of America, and we'll be right back. There are currently six million seniors in America threatened by hunger. By 2025, the number is expected to reach 9.5 million. But we are Meals on Wheels. We have the drive to fight it, and we will not stop until we end senior hunger. We fight more than just hunger. We provide companionship to the many hungry and lonely seniors in our communities. We are 5,000 community-based organizations that rely on more than one million volunteers. We are your neighbors. 
We are your teachers. We are your firefighters. We are your volunteers. We are your greeters. We are your mayors. We are your soccer moms. We are Meals on Wheels. We will end senior hunger by 2020, but we will need your help. We are Meals on Wheels. 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 And we pledge to end senior hunger. We are Meals on Wheels, so no senior goes hungry. Welcome back to Wheels in Motion. I'm Enid Borden, and my special guest is Carla Judson, the Executive Director of Meals and Wheels of Tarrant County in Texas. And we're talking about what she's thankful for this holiday season. You know, Carla, one of the things we talked about before the break was um, you mentioned um, getting young people involved. And I want to ask you that question. How do we get, you and I, you know, we're getting a little long in the tooth here. There's no question about that. How do we get young people involved in working with older people? How do we get younger people involved in our programs? How do you do that? Well, I think you have to reach out to them. Um, it's a rare young person that comes and knocks on your door. But I think that you have to reach out to them, and whether that means reaching out to them when they're in high school and they need community service hours, that you find ways that you can use high school students. Whether you are dealing with universities where you can have them come and do internships, volunteer, sororities, fraternities, whatever. And yes, delivering meals, but sometimes it's even more than that. It's asking for their expertise. Every high school, every college is looking for special projects that, for their students. They are looking for ways that the uh, marketing department can design something for somebody. Uh, they are looking for ways, you know, the graphics department or the social work department. And that's true in high school as well as college. So we've certainly reached out to a number of universities, and we are uh, grateful that we have a number of universities, but even small communities certainly have high school, junior colleges, that type of thing. Reach out there. Um, and again, once you get a few, then they start bringing their friends. Sure. I always say once you do this, you're hooked. And I, yes. and I think you're right. We have to get that next generation involved with us. I just want to turn this around just a little bit to, to talk about a, a very serious issue. And it is Thanksgiving. We have lots of things to be thankful for. And one of the things that, that we have to be thankful for is that we have the blessing of being able to have food on our tables. And we'll go home tonight, and you and I, and we'll have dinner. We'll be able to do that. And we've had lunch today and breakfast. But we know that too many of our seniors in our country and our disabled are going without and we also know that there's a growing waiting list population in the country. Let's talk for a little about waiting lists. I know that your, your, what you do there in Tarrant County is rather special. It has something to do with what your board asked you to do several years ago. Could you talk to us about that and, and talk a little bit about waiting lists, where we go with that, what's happening, and how do we solve that? When our program first started, it was started by a group of local churches, um, a very ecumenical group. And they said at that time, we're going to feed hungry people, and we're going to find a way, period. There's no excuse. And that has permeated for 38 years through our agency, that we don't allow waiting lists. 
if we don't have the volunteers, we go find the volunteers. If we don't have the financial resources, we go find the financial resources. Um, if we're serving people who are no longer qualified for our program, we take those people off so that we can serve those with greater need. And it's a philosophy, and it started, you know, from the very beginning. And, you know, in the very beginning, it was probably easier to say that because, well, we weren't serving very many people anyway. Mm-hmm. But as we have gone on and where you're, you're dealing with, you know, thousands of people, sometimes it gets to be very difficult because you're going, you know, where in the world am I going to find the money? Where am I going to find the volunteers to help me? And we have, it's kind of like our motto that we will not have a wedding list, period. And among our staff, we laughingly call it the F word, and that means failure. Um, F stands for failure. We have failed in some way if we have anybody on a wedding list. That may mean that we failed to find the money, we failed to find the volunteers, uh, or we failed to uh, take people off to make room for people who have more needs. So um, it, it has worked for us. It's worked for us for 38 years. We do a lot of fundraising, but we do have government grants. We are out there knocking on doors every day saying, please help us. Yeah. Um, and and the community, one of the things I'm so grateful for is this community has said, oh, yes, I'll help. Now, if we don't sit there and keep knocking on their door and reinventing what it is we need, they aren't going, they're going to forget us. It's an ongoing daily um, challenge. Yeah. You know, I, I, want, <clears throat> I just want to interrupt <clears throat> a second. One of the things that I, I'd like everybody listening to this to know is that you've been involved with this organization for a very long time. In fact, you used to be the chairman of the board of the organization. And you know that we've had, uh, we've gone through all sorts of um, iterations of who we are and what we do. But the one thing we've never lost sight of is why we're here and what we're, why we're doing what we're doing. And you know that the vision of the Meals and Wheels Association of America, is to end senior hunger by the year 2020, and I know that you've embraced that as well. And I yes. guess what I'm going to ask everybody who ever comes on the show is, because I think we all need to do this together, how do we do that, Carla? Can we do it? We must do it. What do you think, I, and this is the $64,000 question, but what's the best, the single most important thing we can do, all of us together, to end senior hunger by the year 2020? Well, I think that it can't be something in a vacuum. I think that you absolutely have to talk about it all the time. I think that you have to go to your community, and by that I mean everybody. And whether it's on the radio, it's television, it's print, it's talking to one Sunday school class at a time, but to talk about these real figures, talk about what hunger is. And one of the things that, um, you know, it, Today, we're going to actually have a board meeting shortly, and we're going to show a video of one of our clients talking about uh, his own case. He was a donor for us, Mm. a small donor, but a donor, for a number of years, and his neighbors started saying, you're losing weight, and you need to get on Meals on Wheels. And he said, oh, no, Meals on Wheels is for poor people only. And they said, no, it's for people who need food. And so at that, he allowed us to come in and start serving him. Now, the rest of the story is he was over 100 years old. 
Mm. He's 102 now. And he speaks with a clear voice. And he talks about he didn't think he was eligible because he he had a little house. He had a few dollars in the bank. Mm. So when he told me that, I thought, okay, we haven't gotten that message across that Mills on Wheels is for everybody. Yeah, We're here to help people in need. And so it just gives, personally, it gives me more energy to say, okay, you haven't totally convinced everyone. You yeah. need to keep getting out there. You know, um, I, can, I can tell you, Carla, that man, when he has his Thanksgiving dinner next week, he's got a lot to be thankful for, most of which is for you, for the Meals on Wheels of Tarrant County. And I, I want to thank you for joining me on Wheels in Motion and sharing what you're thankful for during this holiday season. I can tell you that one of the things that I'm thankful for for this holiday season is having met you. You're one of the first people I ever got to talk to and to know at this organization. And speaking of mentoring, you have been a mentor to me for many, many years. So I want to talk to all of our Meals on Wheels members who are listening, and I hope that this information helps you face the challenges that you face find every day. And I know that Carla is there for you. I know that you can just pick up the phone and call her or email Carla. We are all in this together. Everybody is facing challenges of feeding America's homebound and hungry seniors, but we're in it together. <clears throat> we're here to help you. Because if we are going to reach our vision of ending senior hunger by the year 2020, we know that we have to do it together. And I want everybody to remember, please never forget, that we are Meals on Wheels, so no senior goes hungry. Carla, thank you for being our first guest. Um, I'm sure that we'll get back to you many times during the year because I think you have so much wisdom to impart to all of our folks. And thank you for helping this organization grow and become what it is today. I wish you a happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, and I, I wish everybody at MOA a happy Thanksgiving.